following is a presentation of Real Racing USA. No matter what, get out and see some dirt racing. Get some dirt on your face. Get some dirt on your dog. Yeah, dirt on your dog. Absolutely. With Billy the Kid, my name is Joe Dirt. Dirt World on RealRacingUSA.com. Johnny Collins, you've never been married to a series this 2008. You decide to really put your heart in it. And, of course, the big payoff here tonight, you are the 2008 United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series champion. Man, that's awesome, ain't it? You, uh, you just don't know. We, uh, you know, swapped some deals earlier in the year and, I thought it might have go south on us, but man, we just we just kept digging and uh like I say, I can't thank everybody enough to support this crew, uh, my family. Man, it's been a great year. Everybody supports us. I mean, this is this has been awesome. Honey, you, you enjoyed so much success in 2008. We talk about it all the time, but uh, tonight at this racetrack, you know, knowing you could sew up this series championship, talk about the run itself. I mean, you're able to salvage certainly a uh, top five. I do believe it was tonight. You were able to kind of claw your way up there. What happened to this race car? Well, you know, I, I think uh, I, I chose the wrong tires. Um, I started too deep in the field. We was a little off on the heat race, you know, so. I had to be real patient. Uh, I chose the wrong line for the most of the race, and it seemed like the last 10 laps, you know, the middle of the track worked back in where there wasn't nothing early, and, and yeah, there again, I waited too late to find it. Uh, and normally, I move around a lot more finding some good traction, but I was still in a... I said I wasn't going to do it, but I was defense tonight. Uh, you know, as bad as I wanted just to just get up there and just do my normal drive, and I, I couldn't make myself do it, you know, but... After, when I, you know, tend to go and I felt pretty comfortable, I charged a couple spots and uh, it was a good race. Everybody drove real clean. The track was slick, but it was slick for everybody. So we enjoyed it. Uh, it's been like say, great year on top of that. It's just topped it off. It's been a pleasure watching you, Johnny. Enjoy your time walking across the stage November 22nd. Great. Congratulations. Appreciate it, man. I'm going to enjoy every minute of it. All right. Take it away, Joe and Billy. It's time for Dirt World. Everybody, welcome to Dirt World here on RealRacingUSA.com, the Wednesday night installment with Billy the Kid. As always, I'm Joe Dirt, certainly here uh, to bring you another action-packed installment of our Wednesday night motorsports talk show. And Billy, again, late models will indeed premiere on Dirt World tonight. We've got three of uh, the biggest and the best late model stars to be on the line with us a little bit later. Yeah, we got a big night tonight. Uh, we're going to have Doug Horton on the line with us in about 15 minutes or so. He'll start the program out. He was third at East Bay Saturday night. Uh, he's ran the last two United Dirt League Mall Challenge Series races at East Bay, and he finished third, uh, I believe, both times. Then after that, we'll have Saturday night's winner, Randy King Kong Cordy, who is a super late model driver who ran a crate late model Saturday night at East Bay and was the big winner. And then we'll have Randall Chupp. He was uh, Saturday night's winner to Blue Grade. Randall Chupp, most people don't get to see him race year-round, but we... We get to see him race a couple, two or three times a year, and he's been around a long time and a really good late model wheel he is. You guys might remember Randall Chubb most notably driving the number 114, the Biscotti's Restaurant-sponsored machine. Randall Chubb, of course, now in the number 22 and uh, now residing in Mooresville, North Carolina. Morescreven, Mooresville, North Carolina. And Screven Motor Speedway, Old Red, hosted this event. They had just under 30 race cars. Not a bad deal for Sunday's Blue-Gray, but uh, uh, a very good race right there, and uh, we'll talk about that with Randall Chubb tonight. Yeah, it'd be a big night. Uh, United Dirt Lake Mall Challenge Series wrapped up their season Saturday night at East Bay. Uh, what a long season it was for them and a great successful season. And the locomotive, Johnny Collins, was the 2008 or the inaugural 2008 United Dirt Lake Mall Challenge Series champion. And uh, what a big night it was in victory lane for him, and we'll discuss that a little later, too. Absolutely. Uh, of course, Johnny being on the air with us, was it last Saturday or last, last Saturday, Wednesday? Last Wednesday, yeah. Yeah, well, Johnny's always a pleasure to talk to and wrapping up this championship in fine fashion on Saturday night, the champagne broke out right there in victory lane. I had to actually run, get out of the way, because uh, he will mess up a microphone and a uh, digital tape recorder he real don't care. quick. Hey, he, <laughs> don't care. he does it, but uh, a great celebration for Johnny Collins. What an accomplishment uh, he was able to achieve in 2008. Uh, certainly uh, a factor each and every racetrack that he competed at this uh, season. And uh, unfortunately, uh, admittedly, made some poor choices Saturday night at East Bay. Uh, it was basically tires that uh, were the deciding factor for him in that team. Nonetheless, big smile on his face as the 2008 United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series champion. Yeah, he told me that he did just what he set out to do. He raced, and if he felt he had a good enough car a little bit past halfway, he might make a run at it. But other than that, he was uh, racing for the big for the big picture, and uh, the big picture is something that he took home. And uh, I mean, it was a good show. I mean, uh, Saturday night with uh, King Kong Cordy winning the race, and uh, Keith Novick 
what can you say about Keith? Keith had him covered and something broke in the motor. I don't know that uh, Cordy would have caught him, but, I mean, this is something we won't never know. But uh, a great race it was, 46 race cars strong and uh, a really good field. My first time at East Bay Raceway Park, and uh, what an impressive facility that is. Uh, Hutto Varnador, the whole team there, just does an amazing job. And uh, most notably, packed grandstands. And I understand that that doesn't just take place during a special show, but for the most part, it's each and every Saturday night that they race. They pack them in there, man. And that was really neat to see, just such a great crowd turnout as well. That place is uh, pretty awesome. That's um, I've actually, We've actually been there a couple of times watching races, but to, to be inside there and working with them guys, what a great group of great group of guys they have there, and a great staff. And uh, it is one of the finer facilities in the state. Uh, I was talking to Julian Mullis on Saturday night when the races was over, and uh, kind of introduced myself to him that uh, you know that who I was. He he had no clue that you know last year it came down between me and him for Flagman of the Year. He finished second, and lucky I was the winner. But I, you know we was, we was talking a little bit about that. He had no earthly idea, but he says he's looking forward to that this year too. But uh, how great. old is Julian? I'm not sure. I mean, how old does he seem? Is he in his 20s? Young He's man? probably in his 20s, yeah. Great well. great group of guys. I mean, they got a great staff there. And I mean, to, to get, you you got to have the staff and you got to have the people because they go through the same thing that we go through every year at Volusia with the Winter Nationals. When you race 30-something days in a row or 20-something out of 26 out of 31 days or something, then that tells you right there that you got to have a staff in place that you can trust. And, and you, you know, it's, it's just not – a lot of people aren't used to something like this, but – when you're a part of uh, Winter Nationals or Dirt Car Nationals or something like that, it, it always tends to help you with experience down the line. Talking to several people um, during our breaks on Saturday night, uh, that place is rich in history, built in the 50s. And, uh, I mean, just so it's, it's a storied facility. So much has taken place there. And uh, right there in the midst of uh, some of Cargill's phosphate mines, it's pretty interesting right. to, to see that place and be a part of it. But, uh uh, great grandstands and uh, just a wonderful show all around. Track surface itself, eh, I wasn't that impressed. Uh, quite frankly, the the surface is very similar to Volusia as far as the consistency of the surface itself. Um, I think they probably have a few more resources where they are to be able to get that consistency. Nonetheless, I don't know. She blacked over a little bit, got a little bumpy. Um, Good racetrack. I mean, great banking and uh, conducive to passing. There's no doubt about it. But uh, just a, a, I just wasn't that impressed with the surface itself. That's all. I think this, the couple of times I've been there, the surface has never been the same, and that's what you're looking for in a dirt track. You, you, your serve the surface changes. It. You know, it's not like asphalt racing where you can practice all night. The more and more you run on dirt, the more you run, the more you change the surface. So, I think the, you give them a different surface. You give them a different surface every time, and I think it makes a different race out of you. So you go from there, but uh, you take uh, you take that situation that you have with the tide there, and when you get tied in, it changes the surface of the racetrack. And me and Todd was talking about it with the the moisture was setting in, uh, the dew was setting in late in the late in the night, and that's why we did the four wide uh, yeah. lap for two extra laps yeah, to help yeah. pack it in some. And, because it was real, it was real slimy and greasy. It in the was, corner, man. So. It really was. But, but again, not a lot of support divisions to kind of help work that in either. Had a good group of modifieds. You had uh, a, a media race and then uh, something else. So they you know, had I can a, understand that. They had a hobby stock race or a street stock race, and they had a sportsman race right before we ran. So you know, they 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 they, they just don't have anything with the bigger tires. I think their sportsman class only had like ten or twelve guys, but. Other than that, I mean, I thought the surface, I mean, it, like like every time, it's the same for everybody. You're right, you're right. And it was a pretty good surface. I mean, it was, I've seen better there, but I've seen worse. So. Boy, I remember those days of having to, uh, you know, have the race cars pack the racetrack, and that's yeah. what East Bay's still having to do out there, and just so blessed at Pollution to be able to have the equipment finally to, to let well, the they, equipment do it. So. They have a couple Packer cars, but I was noticing their Packer cars this week have the small front tires and the big back tires. They have like sprint car tires. It actually on the makes back. sense if you think about it. Yeah, but uh, the thing about that is, I I really think that that, that might cut, cut the track up a little bit. It probably know? does. However, they anticipate the rear tires rolling over the skinny tire tracks at the front leaves. Yeah, but if you if the skinny tire digs in a little bit deeper and the top and the, yeah. the bigger tire just rolls over the top of it, you still have like a like a cow track. You see, yeah, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, they they there's got to be a reason why they've done it. They've been doing it for a long time and. You know, maybe maybe that's just their way. Sure. Hey, speaking of uh, sprint cars, we'll talk about the newly developed sprint car series that uh, has just taken shape, and you heard that on Inside Florida Racing on Monday night. 
uh, do definitely want to talk about that and spend a few minutes on that with you tonight, Billy. However, we want you to be a part of the program, and it's simple to do. All you have to do is email us at dirtworldshow at yahoo.com. Once again, that's dirtworldshow at yahoo.com. Perhaps you want to talk to Brewston Mills, West Virginia's Doug Horton, uh, Highland Park in the uh, Illinois' King Kong Randy Cordy. You might want to uh, ask a question or perhaps a comment for, of course, the showstopper Randall Jupp, and those are just three of the guests that we're going to have on tonight. Simply done, it's dirtworldshow at yahoo.com. Let us know you're listening tonight. Yeah, that's uh, that's always a wonderful thing. And uh sent an email out this morning about the show tonight and uh, try to get everybody in preparation for it and, you know, go from there. I mean, it's... Um, action-packed show like we've been having. We don't we don't plan on slowing down here in the off-season. We plan on now's when you catch these guys. That's exactly right. And now uh, it's actually going to get a little bit better. Uh, we anticipate having some of the biggest stars as we have had, <clears throat> excuse me, all season long on the program here in the off-season as we look forward to the majority of these guys coming down uh, to the great state of Florida for PRI. And then, of course, we look towards February for the Dirt Car Nationals and, of course, the uh, Winter Nationals at East Bay. Going to keep on rolling with Dirt World. This has been a great experience this season. Yeah, the Dirt World show has been something that uh, that I've enjoyed, and I know you have too. And, uh, you know, we're, like I said, we won't slow down here. And uh, as we get closer to the PRI show when they're all in town, hell, you never know. We might have somebody sitting here with us. You never know yeah, that. That's right. Know. I don't know if I'm worthy to host an actual driver in my house. Well, host him. In my, that's right. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Our producer, uh, the second unit producer standing right here with me, you want to talk about being able to entertain, buddy, you say ten people, she will have it set up and spread out, and it will be amazing. Yeah. So keep that in mind. They're going to write you a little note about that. Yeah, well, I have about ten people. We'll need you to have a, a big spread. with. Hey, she partied with T-Mac, Tim McCready. T-Mac, Tim. She loved Tim McCready. Tim McCready's course, a good who, cat. Who don't? Well, yeah. ladies don't, you know. Yeah. T-Mac, you know. You know, Joe, as we get closer to the Christmas season, I want to make an announcement. Uh, most everybody knows this year that I've been doing some uh, die-cast uh, for, uh, for racers and for drivers, and I just want to say that uh, – if there's any cars that you are interested in for the Christmas season, get a hold of me. Email the show and let me know. Most every car that Doughboy Signs have done, I can do. If there's somebody else's car that you want to have done, there could be an artwork charge. But any car that Doughboy has done in the graphics, the vinyl area, we can do them. I can do them for you. We'll get them ready for Christmas for and, you. And we're talking about an actual size late model right, if you modified that Doughboy has put a wrap on. You are able to scale that down into a dirt late model or dirt modified 124, 124 scale. scale car, and it does indeed replicate that race car to the T. If you haven't seen them, if you drop me an email and tell me that you're interested or who you may be interested, I mean, I'm talking about Ivan and Lloyd, I'm talking about Doughboy himself, uh, I will let the cat out the bag. I'm doing Johnny Collins' car. Did you finally get that squared away? The Johnny Collins' cars are done. The uh, they, oh, they will be done within the next week. Jason Davis, Richard Jason. Ferry. Um, Mark uh, Whitener. Mark Whitener, Sean Smith. Uh, he did a Clegg car, didn't yeah. you? Yeah, Sean Smith. We can do David Clegg. We can do Ivan, or we can do Lawton Minshew, uh, Andy Shell. Andy Shell, good-looking um, race car right there. Joe Comp, yeah, yeah. Uh, Shane Williams. Anybody that you want to have done that Doughboy has done his car uh, will not be a problem. I could do them for you. Bo Allen, I've done a boatload of cars for Bo Allen. Um, you know, just get a hold of me. Just email me, let me know, and I, I can email you pictures of the cars that I've done and show you. We could do, I could do modifieds 124th, or I can do late models 124th, or, you know, like I said, if you have a car that you want to have done, give me the artwork and we'll go from there. That is just a, it's a, it's a wonderful thing. If you've not seen these folks, you will definitely be impressed for a nominal fee. We're talking Billy making maybe a couple bucks a car, and it basically just covers his labor to actually install the graphic on this race car. So, uh, you know, when you look at these, the quality level, it is prominent. It is, uh, for all intents and purposes, it's a ADC chassis. American Diecast Company came onto the scene. Oh, I guess it's been about five years. Rodney now. Combs' old company. This is Rodney Combs' old company, absolutely. And these things have they they've stepped up and they have uh, surpassed the quality of the old action late models. These things hell, are beautiful. Hell, if there's anybody you want that you need, you just get a hold of me. I'll get them too. The new Jimmy Owens cars out, the new Chris Madden's car out. I can order those for you. Whatever you want to do, just get a hold of me. Either email me at Dirt World or email me at Billy's Diecast at Yahoo.com. That's Billy's Diecast at Yahoo.com. And I'll send you pictures of everything I've done and let you take a look at them yourself. But they make neat Christmas gifts. Yeah, they do. Um, I don't suggest that you play with them, but you can't. But uh, they make neat Christmas gifts, and it's been a big success. Yeah, these things actually have a spring set up on them. Oh, yeah. the, the steer tires actually turn. Uh, hood comes off. Rear deck lid comes off. 
just just badass. Race I've car seen race. some done where guys just uh, they don't. I take them apart and and put when I do the stickers, I'll take them apart and trim them in. Um, they come they come out really good. I mean, uh, but I mean, if something like I said again one more time, if there's something you want to see, just email me and I'll send you a picture. Of and we knew this was going to take place. What you're hearing, ladies and gentlemen, is actually. Yeah, that wasn't that bad, actually. Kirk Dog's in the studio, man. You know, I, I, I can't help it, Jack. I love them, and I, and I gotta have them. And I gotta say, they've been good over the last—I uh, don't know—two months. Tonight, I knew this was going to happen. However, if you look at the clock, we should have been to break by now. And I tried to time it that way. Nonetheless, we are going to step back. I'm going to go catch them dogs that are running down the street, and uh, we'll be back as promised with King. Uh, I'm sorry, we will be back with Doug Horton. Doug Horton, thank you very much. Right after this, guys. Bumper sticker, writer. bumper sticker writer. Never has one man written so much for so many. Without you, the world may never have known you can't hug with nuclear arms. And just like you, I too would rather be fishing or square dancing or even shopping. Oh, yeah. I owe, I owe, so off to work I go. You said it, brother. So crack open a nice cold Bud Light, oh, bar to the bumper. Thanks to you, I know it's perfectly all right to honk if I'm horny. Honk, honk, beep, beep, honk. Bud Light beer, Allies of course, St. Louis, Missouri. This is Daryl Badger, driver of the number 46, Wells Brothers Farms Ford. You're listening to Joe Dirt and Billy the Kid on Dirt World. Carnac.com, your online racing community since 1997. Carnac.com is racing classifieds, racing photos, racing news, lively racing message boards, chat rooms, multimedia, and so much more. And if your race team or racing business needs a website or your website needs a fire lit under it, look no further than Carnac.com. From affordable web hosting to fancy flash animation, Carnac gets it done. Billy. I wish you put some dirt on something. I don't care what. Just do something for a change. Thank you. This is Doughboy Williams. You're listening to, you're listening to Joe Dirt and Billy the Kid on Dirt World uh, on Real Racing USA. Billy, please put dirt on something and get off your butt and do something. Go ahead. Welcome back to this edition of Dirt World with Joe, uh, Joe Dirt and Billy the Kid. Thank you so much, Jack, and uh, welcome everybody on RealRacingUSA.com for our Wednesday night motorsports talk show brought to you live right here from Volusia County, Florida. It is indeed Dirt World, and as always, with my good friend Billy the Kid, I'm Joe Dirt, and as promised, the young man we got the opportunity to spend a few minutes with on Saturday night at East Bay Raceway Park, gracious enough to join us on the line tonight all the way from Brewston Mills, West Virginia drove the number 11 car for the Nosbitch family on Saturday night to a third-place finish at East Bay. Mr. Doug Horton. Doug, thanks for being with us, buddy. Hey, thanks a lot for you guys having me. Doug, it's a pleasure. We got a, a chance before we get into the motorsports, and, man, what a storied career you've had thus far uh, in uh, late model racing and, and dirt racing. Uh, we were able to talk a little college football. Let me just tell you, Billy the Kid sitting over here next to me, Billy is uh, he, he is quite the football fan and uh you sounded like you knew a little bit about it too oh yeah we live right here in the university city or close to it and uh uh we're we're big football fans here and this time of year up here there's there's no racing going on so it's all about football 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 so how'd you throw that to me like that (laughs) yeah (laughs) listen we do a monday night program as well and it's, it's done over in daytona beach and sometimes we run out of stuff to talk about if you can believe that 
So we spend the second half hour, Doug, talking about the NFL. And I often tell Billy he can clearly and easily have his own NFL ESPN show, but he don't believe me. I'm working on that. There you go. There you go. Man. Yeah, I'm about I'm about uh, 20 miles from the, the Mountaineer Stadium, and uh, we watch the, the West Virginia Mountaineers play a good bit, and uh, we're also about an hour from the from the Pittsburgh Steelers Stadium. So oh, that's cool, man. Wow. We're, we're right here in big, football country. I know you're a big fan, and I, I can only I can only just kind of sympathize with you for the Mountaineers this season as a SC uh, fan down here. Sh- Billy, of course, is riding the big Gator tail. So what can you say? Yeah, yeah. What can you say? I know everybody is preparing for the feature there Saturday night, and I had to try to find somebody that could find the score of the Mountaineer game for me. No doubt, Doug. Let's let's talk about what we all have got you here for tonight. You developed a relationship with the Nosbiches not long ago, and uh, we've had Keith and Jack on the line with us several times here on Dirt World. But man, able to see just the uh, you know how you guys kind of. Uh, the, the cohesion of you as well as the Nosbich guys there Saturday night just brought it all home to me. You guys have developed quite a relationship. Yeah, we sure have. And, I mean, I've known Keith and Jackie and, and Kenny for some time. Um, I started coming to East Bay Raceway back in 1991 with uh, Mark Richards in the Rocket Chassis house car when uh, Rocket Ch- Chassis first first built their uh, one of the first race cars that came to East Bay. I was took part in building that race car and uh mark richard steve baker and i we've we've maintained a wonderful relationship over the years and, and we've we've stayed friends and that's how i actually met uh kenny and him was was through rocket chassis and you know traveled down there and uh kenny drove uh one of the first rocket cars to to make a lap around the place so uh, i've known the most this guys for for a long time and they're a super bunch of guys you know, pretty awesome run Saturday night, and uh, like I was telling Joe, this isn't the first time I got to see you run. And you ran with us earlier. You know, we had a United Dirt League Mall Challenge race there a little over a month ago, and you was driving the same car, and I believe you ran it to, it uh, might be the same thing, third place finish, is that correct? Or? Uh, we run fourth that night. Yeah. So you, you, you ran the car twice, or twice this year, or twice in the last month, and you finished fourth one race, and you finished third this race. You know, like Joe said, you guys have built the chemistry there that, you can pretty much get in that thing and make it go, but I don't think a lot of people realize, but isn't that car a crate car? Yeah, yes it is, and that's that's kind of, that's been the downplay of it, and that's what I told Kenny, and, and I said, you know, if we can get in a race, I feel like that, that we have a shot at winning it, but uh, on the same, same hand, it, it's been a struggle because of, uh, you know, the disadvantage of the horsepower, and... Uh, you know, there the other night, I mean, with nine laps to go, I was sitting there in eighth position thinking, you know, I, I sure hope this racetrack comes to me. And just about, with about five to go, I think we went from eighth to third. So uh, it was a deal where the racetrack came to us, better fit, you know, the, the crate motor and the less horsepower. So, uh, you know, it's, it's just one one of the things that you got to deal with, with uh, the option of running that crate engine. I think with about 20 to go, I think I said, you guys better keep an eye on Doug Horton because he's on the move. Doug, exactly where did you start Saturday night? I believe it was 17th. I think it was 17th. I know you won one of the B-Mains, didn't you? Yes. Yes, yeah, I did. I won the, yeah, 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 we won the, won the yeah, second. So you would have been, uh, yeah, you you won the second one. You would have been, yeah, you'd have probably been 17th. Yeah. Yeah, because we right. locked in 15th. Right, right. And, and actually, you know, running a B-Main sometimes isn't, isn't a bad thing. Um, you know, we used that for, for a test session for the feature. Um, we changed some things on the car. We didn't feel the car was that bad in the heat race, but we were in there with, you know, five other open motors, so to speak. So, you know, we knew that we had to do something to, to try to free the car up a little bit, try to get a little, more, a little bit more straightaway speed. Um, just being down on horsepower. So we used that B main as a test session for the feature and, Things worked out for us, and you know we we found a little bit more speed, and, and that helped us out in the future. We're talking to Doug Horton on Dirt World. If you got a question for Doug, email us at dirtworldshow at yahoo dot com, and uh, you can of course uh, ask Doug a question. We'll be glad to kind of relay that to him, or if you've got a comment, Doug, it was really cool to have you as well as of course Randy Cordy, some out of state guys, had another uh, driver uh, out of Indiana 
I mean, and to come down as, as these two series came together for the final event of 2008, to, to have you guys in that field, it just added it just added a little bit more, and it gave that race just so much more stature uh, in my eyes. And uh, up there in the tower watching that, it was really cool to be a part of it. But talk about your career right there locally. Of course, uh, West Virginia, uh, certainly throughout the eastern seaboard, uh, I mean, that's big late model country. Uh, you obviously have got some uh, accomplishments up there as well. Yeah, we sure do. I mean, uh, I've drove for the Bobby Lake Motorsports uh, team for the last four years, and, uh, you know, we've accomplished a lot there. And uh, Bobby Lake has really brought my Super Late Model program along. Um, we've got right here in this area, we've run the the Firecracker 100 at the Lernerville Speedway, and it's, you know, it's a televised race. A lot of people's probably been watching the televised races on speed channel so we you know we were fortunate enough to make it the last couple of years and run decent in it and last year we run uh was run second in the the hillbilly 100 it's uh the richest uh one day paying race in the country super late model race yeah. in the country so uh we we run second in it and uh just we we've got numerous racetracks around here that that run a lot of big races uh Series, series-wise, we uh, participated in I think five different series this year. We we actually run the uh, Midland Championship, the Max Series. Yeah, the Max Series, absolutely. Yeah, we, we followed the Max Series this year. Ended up second there. We uh, we chased Jason Covert. And he won his third straight title. Jason is he's a he's a heck of a racer, and uh, we we chased him for that and uh, ended up second. But uh, we run with the World Outlaws, the Lucas Oil Dirt Car Series. Uh, we travel down in the Carolinas and run with the uh, Southern All Stars, and um, so we we do some traveling. No doubt, Doug, put some uh, put some stuff to rest for us. Of course, we're able to see the Advanced Auto Parts Super Dirt Series, the Big Block Modifieds, uh, come down in February. Of course, Jimmy Horton races with them. There's no relation there, right? No, no relation there, there at all. Doesn't that I'm aware of? No relation. <laughs> Have you ever driven a Big Block before or no? No, I sure haven't, but uh, I got to be friends with a guy that actually uh, owns one and, and has one there at the Lernerville Speedway. They run them weekly um, at the Lernerville Speedway, so I got to be friends with him, and and uh, they had a race uh, scheduled for Tyler County Speedway, which is a place that uh, for a long time we held a track record, and we've... We seems like we you know, we always run good there at Tyler, and they had a race there, and he he was asking me some tips about it, and I kind of hinted to him I'd I'd like to make a lap with one of those things. <laughs> well, they'll be down here at Volusia in February. That's our next question. Billy and I have been uh, working at Volusia Speedway for quite a few years uh, collectively, and uh, unfortunately, there's never a Doug Horton at the Winter Nationals. You going to bring that Bobby Lake car down this year? No, I don't think so. The plans are, as of right now, uh, Bobby Lake kind of scaled the operation back. He has a, he has an eight year old grandson that's, uh, going to turn out to be a super race car driver, we, we hope. And I mean, he's, uh, he's been go-kart racing. He's wanting to spend a little, a little more time with him. And, uh, that, you know, that's, that's top priority right now. So I think we're going to scale back a little bit. And, uh, at first it was, you know, he was going to sell the whole operation and I was, wasn't going to drive anything, but uh, the way it looks now that uh, he may stay in it, but it's probably going to be a limited year next year. Well, well it's got to be, I mean, you know, when the Nosbitch, uh, the guys, uh, uh, when you guys talk and they say, hey, come on down, drive Chris's car or whatever, you got to be excited about that. So I know that you do everything you possibly can to logistically make that happen. Um, anything in the in the cards perhaps for, you know, here maybe over the winter, any kind of late model uh, races that, that you're going to still be involved with uh, Jack and Keith? Well, probably, uh, Kenny, uh, we just kind of, we just take it, you know, just one race at a time. I mean, sure, Kenny sir. and I are friends, and, uh, you know, I'm encouraging him to try to help Chris along and, uh, and get, you know, get his career going. And uh, we'll just, we'll probably come down and run some of the, you know, the bigger money races for him and uh, just try to help him along. But uh, that's that'll be totally up to Kenny, and I'm, I'm fine with whatever it is that, that he needs me to do or to try to help him out. Well, man, you, you certainly... Uh... Uh, he did a great job on Saturday night. Of course, uh, you know, all the help that you give the entire family down here, I, I know it's appreciated. Uh, just a, a great guy to talk to, uh, you know, not even about motorsports on Saturday night. 
just had an, uh, a great time with you, Doug, and want to thank you for being with us tonight, man. It means a lot. Well, thank you very much, you guys. And, uh, you know, you, you got a, a, a lot of great racers in that area. And, uh, I mean, uh, that crown champion and Johnny Collins there the other night, you'll, you'll not find a better racer anywhere in the country than Johnny Collins. I mean, it, the guy's a clean racer. He's a hard racer. And, and uh, there's lots of them. There's, there's lots of them down there in that area. I mean, Keith Noshbush, he knows his way around that East Bay Raceway. And, you know, any time that you come down there and, race with Keith and uh, and Jackie and those guys and uh it's it's an honor for me to be able to come down there and compete with those guys. So uh stole the show, my man, whether you know it or not, you really did. <laughs> but, uh, thanks a lot. I just hope we we can get uh, Kenny a win here. We got a big one coming up in December. We'll be back down in December and uh Right, right. We're we're hoping that we can put that uh Nosbesh eleven warrior card in victory lane. No doubt about it. Doug Horton, a pleasure to have you on Dirt World tonight. Uh, tomorrow morning when you wake up, you want to share this interview with your friends and family, um, just go to DirtWorldRacing.com. DirtWorldRacing.com, and uh, we'll have Jack Smith stay up all night over here and make sure that gets archived. Doug, thank you, man. Hey, thank you, guys. Hey, right, thank buddy. you, man. Good luck. We'll see you in December. Okay, buddy. Thank you. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Uh-huh. Doug Horton out of Brewston Mills, West Virginia. Yeah, I knew this guy would be awesome when I talked to him in the work area on Saturday night, and uh, he just backed it up with that interview. The, the guy's awesome. He's unbelievable. And uh, there's a guy that, that takes the opportunity when he gets it, of course, driving for Kenny and helping Chris out, takes this opportunity. And, uh, and like I said, he, he brought a whole other stature to that race on Saturday night. Well, you figure the uh, two shows at East Bay for the United Dirtley Mall Challenge Series, he drove the 11 car. Uh, finished fourth. My first, my first show with Ken Kenny. I was over there, and he finished fourth. Drove from, uh, drove in the pack and finished fourth. And then Saturday night, same thing, man. Everybody's like, watch so and so, watch this guy, watch that guy. And I'm thinking, better watch that black eleven car because here he comes. I knew he started deep in the field, and like yep. he, like he said, he was up to eighth with uh, about ten laps to go or twelve laps to go, and he drove from eighth to third. And I'm going to tell you right now, if we might have had a caution, he might have been one to tame with here. And I don't know if, if how much you remember what that car looked like, but not a scratch on it. No, he's a, he's a good not driver, a man. He, this he, car remained pretty all night long, and that's uncommon. Not only is he a good driver, he's a great person. And I, the first, uh, like I said, the first show there, I, I, I talked to him for a little bit. and You know, just all due respect to the guys, every one of them, not just him, but every one of them. And, you know, you that's, that's what you get when you have these series. You get guys... And, the object is to go there and not tear anything up. You know, you watch a you can watch a World of Outlaws show, and the only time you see them uh, you see them uh, get tore up is when you see two guys get together, one jump the cushion or something. Or most of the deals happen accidentally, not that nothing anything that you know uh, couldn't have been avoided. Or, but you know, when you get these kind of guys together and you get a show going, you, what you want to see is you want to see 24 cars start, you want to see 24 cars finish. You might have one or two drop out, something might break, something might happen, but. You don't ever want to see anybody get crashed, and, uh, and that's, that's the best part about it. When we come back, as promised, we will have Highland Park, Illinois, King Kong, Randy Cordy, winner of Saturday night, East Bay, United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series, National Late Model Series, Late Model Race. We'll be right back with more Dirt World. following is a presentation of Real Racing USA. No matter what, get out and see some dirt racing. Get some dirt on your face. Get some dirt on your dog. Yeah, dirt on your dog. Absolutely. With Billy the Kid, my name is Joe Dirt. Dirt World on RealRacingUSA.com. 
Johnny Collins, you've never been married to a series this 2008. You decide to really put your heart in it. And, of course, the big payoff here tonight, you are the 2008 United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series champion. Back here on Dirt World with Joe Dirt, Billy the Kid. Absolutely. Welcome back, everybody, to Dirt World on RealRacingUSA.com. As always, with Billy the Kid, I'm Joe Dirt. And as promised, we're just talking to this guy on the line, the winner of Saturday night's United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series, National Late Model Series, uh, co-sponsored event, if you will, at East Bay Raceway Park. It is indeed Highland Park, Illinois, number 73, King Kong. 78. 78. I'm sorry about that. King Kong, Randy Cordy. Randy, thanks for being with us, man. No problem. Randy, you were traveling from uh, Indianapolis. Are you still on the road today? No, I made it home about a, about 45 minutes ago. Good deal. Now, were you on your way back from Florida? Just kind of took a few extra days? or No, I had to look, uh, take some motors over to my engine builder, and then I had to pick up the crate car that I'm going to be running in uh, the first week of December down in Florida. Oh, okay, gotcha, man. Well, we just had, uh, of course, Doug Gordon on the line out of West Virginia. He plans on uh, being down for that event as well in December, but... Randy, man, good Lord, let's talk about Saturday night. I mean, you served notice out there. Uh, Nosbish, uh obviously having some problems, but you were right there to capitalize on that. Before we talk about the run itself, talk about how you got hooked up with this race car Saturday night. Uh, a friend of mine by the name of Jeff Conyers, uh, him and uh, Tony, the guy that owned the car, uh, just called me up about, a, uh, about three weeks, a month ago, and asked me if I was interested in driving it. And I said, sure. I said, you know, I said, I'm just up here building race cars. I said, I, I can always use a reason to go to Florida. It's not a problem. And uh, we went down there, and it worked out. Yeah, it was nice, uh, the weather as well down here. Randy, you talk about building race cars with, uh, of course, uh, RKR Motorsports. Now, are these are cars for your own use, or are you starting to kind of kind of develop uh, some chassis and engines? I mean, what are you doing up there? No, we're building cars. I mean, it's just rocket cars mainly is what I put together. But we put them together for people and set them up for people and and uh, do stuff like that. And uh, it keeps it pretty busy. Yeah, no doubt. Randy, I mean, you, you've had a lot of success in several different series. Uh, uh, Billy and I have been blessed uh, not only to see you Saturday night at East Bay, but several times at uh, Volusia Speedway Park during our Dirt Car Nationals. And it's always a pleasure to watch you out there. But uh, kind of enjoy, uh, do you kind of enjoy the way you do this and kind of a solo act as you pick and choose these events throughout your racing season? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, I ran the Have a Tampa Series years ago. and. Yeah. And uh, for like a couple years, and that is just so stressful and, and exhausting to, to just be traveling all the time. And the way I got my deal set up, I just kind of race where I want to race and where I feel like I can run well at, and and that's kind of all we do. I don't get to race Solution near as much as I would like to. We race, we always go to East Bay every year, but uh, I've only really been to Volusia I think once or twice, and I, I'd like to go there more. It just never seems to work out that way. You know, Saturday night was a was a big win, not only for you, but for the guys that owned the car, but that's not your first big win at East Bay, is it? No, we won that crate race uh, two years ago. The crate, uh, I remember the, you won that a couple years ago, and I think yeah. last year you was leading it and something broke. Yeah, right front, uh, strap broke and got in the tire and gave me a flat and then ended up in the wall with 15 to go. and we were pretty well checked out in that race, too. East Bay's been good to me in general. I mean, it's just racetrack that, for some reason, seems to fit fits Randy Cordy. Well, Saturday night, I mean, you, you pretty much had uh, one of the cars to beat from the get-go. Uh, I don't really know. I know Keith had a problem, but I don't really know that it, if he wouldn't have had the problem, if you still wouldn't have given him a handful. But, <laughs> you know, that was a crate car, too. A lot of people don't know that, but that was a crate motor car. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what happened to Keith. Like I said, I didn't get to talk to him afterwards. But uh, that car, Marshall often got to showing me the outside there. And, <laughs> and I knew eventually the racetrack would come in the middle of the racetrack. Uh, and when he showed me that and then I got to start on the outside line, I felt pretty good about it. I I mean, I just kind of rode the whole race. And uh, about 10 to go, I was going to try to push the limit a little bit and, and like I said, he showed me that line there, and and uh, it just it worked out. That line was really good, actually, there at the end. No 
Marshall Austin was pretty strong there. Yeah, he was. He drove up through the pack, too, and had a pretty good car, and uh, I thought he had a great chance, too. But, you know, that what I was saying was with the crate, you know, we were just talking to Doug, who finished third, and Doug had a crate motor in his car, so and he started 17th. So I yeah. think as the racetrack came to both of you, they're at the yeah. end. I, I think no matter what, these guys would have had their hand for it. And I'm not saying that, that Doug would have won the race, but I'd be, I think if, we had, if we'd have had a restart there at the end, I think Doug could have been second. Right, right. Well, Doug said he actually had second for a little bit there, and something happened with with uh, Marshall, and and uh, he ended up running third. But I think Marshall I, I think a, him on the outside. It wasn't he, the same he, thing you saw. Yeah, and but I think a lot of it was tires. I mean, Doug and myself, see, we're them both them cars was out of the same shop. Okay. And, oh uh, wow. Out of yeah, Kenny Nosbitch's shop. That yeah, both okay. them cars were in the same shop, so. We had talked about everything, you know, the a couple of days before that and everything else. And, uh, you know, we went out there on hard tires, but then the tide came in like at 10 o'clock, I think, that night. And it let that do, and, and the yeah, race yeah. got rid of all that moisture. And that's when Keith just, Keith was probably the right, the made the smart move by going with the soft tires. And we just kind of got lucky that the track slickened off and to go. Otherwise, I think we'd have been in trouble. Yeah, Randy, uh, all the success you've enjoyed, uh, uh, that year you were with us at Volusia. I think it was about, I don't know, two, three years ago. I saw you actually traveling through the Ocala National Forest on your way back home, and it was after the Dirt Car Nationals, and I, I did a double, double take. I saw that double zero car on an open trailer. Was that you? I'm sure it was. <laughs> I, I mean, we, we did that for a lot of years. <laughs> you paid your dues. There's no doubt about it, man. But I just I just couldn't believe it. I did a double take. I said, babe, that was King Cole, Randy Cordy on an open trailer. <laughs> yeah, you got to do what you got to do. I mean, if you love racing, you got to do what you got to do. No doubt. And, uh, something else that uh, you're obviously loving is uh, your son Dustin's uh, Army career. Talk about that, man. I know how proud you are to have him in the Armed Forces, uh, the Freedom Tour, everything. And uh, you know, that, that's that's got to be exciting. My son, you know, he makes me proud in so many ways, to, about to graduate the Fire Academy. But, man, for your son to, to choose to serve our country – uh, you could just see the gleam in your eyes, man. That's that's pretty exciting for you. Oh yeah, it's a big deal. I mean, he's he's a great kid, and, and uh, you know, it's something he wanted to do, and and it's uh, it's working out great so far. He's still at Fort Bragg, and uh, he's trying to get it to where he can get stationed a little bit closer closer to us, like Fort or Campbell, Kentucky, or Fort Leonard, Missouri, to where he ain't so far away, because that's about a twelve-hour drive far. So it's uh, we ain't got to see each other near as much as we'd like to. But, yeah, I'm very, very proud of it. And that is awesome. It shows. Now, Randy, were, were, are you a veteran as well? No. No, no I'm not. That's, that's something I'll tell you. I'm about the same age, and sometimes I kind of regret that, man. I mean, we all make our choices right after high school or whatever path we decided to take. But uh, so many times I look at that and say, wow, I wonder what I would have been like. But to be able to, you know, influence and instill, you know, that into you your son. You would have been announcing Army football games. <laughs> Yeah. No, I wouldn't. That's no, what I you'd wouldn't. have been doing. You'd have been. This would have been you right here. King Concord, he's got the ball. He's running the left end. He's to the 10, to 20. He's up to the 30, knocked down at the 35. That'd be you, Joe. I can hear you now. Good run, King Concord. That'd be you and you and that'd be you and Randy Cordy right yeah, there, buddy, in the army together. Randy, you look like you could have played a little ball, but where did King Kong come from? I know we got our listeners have got to know this. To be honest with you, I was racing back in like 90, I want to say it was uh, 94, 95 down in Granite City, Illinois. And uh, the announcer just started calling me that for some reason. I don't have any idea. He said it's just the way I walked through the pit. He got and, uh, <laughs> Yeah, and uh, it just oh, kind of yeah. went from there, and it's been like that ever since. That was cool. My good buddy Rick Eshelman uh announcer for the World of Outlaws Late Models. He prides himself on being able to coin nicknames for drivers, and uh, uh, I know he's not going to take credit for yours, but, man, he's come up with some good ones. There's no doubt about it. But uh, that's something that's kind of always, you know, going right there with dirt late model drivers, not so much even sprint car drivers, even though they've got their names. But, man, late model drivers have got to have a nickname, and you got a good one. Yeah, it's different anyway. <laughs> man, no doubt about it. Randy, man, what a pleasure it's been to have you on Dirt World here tonight. Uh, take an opportunity talk about uh, 2009. I know you've got a lot of choices up there, certainly in the hotbed of late model racing in the Midwest. Uh, you guys got anything on paper yet, what you're going to do, or is it going to be status quo? Uh, it's probably going to be a lot like we have been doing. I think we're going to cut out a little bit more, 
more of the local stuff and just run mainly like there's so many so many races around our area like two thousands to win five thousand three thousand ten thousand i mean it's just it's like a non-stop every week there's somewhere to go and then summer nationals i'd like to run that you know this year i was out for half the season because i broke my back down in east bay at the start of the year and so i missed half the year and i missed part of the summer nationals and and uh i just i just want to race a bunch and and try to just hit all them bigger show 2000s and over and kind of not not run so much of the local stuff anymore well i'll tell you man by watching you i know you could handle that month of hell but uh, to be able to join that elite list of summer national champions i mean you are just as worthy and uh, certainly uh deserving but I, I think you could accomplish that man that would be amazing right there yeah uh we've been close a couple times and i i think we can do it we just uh, need everything to play out and have a little bit of luck on our side one. That's right. That's right. Well, Randy Cordy, uh, thank you so much for being on Dirt World here tonight, giving us a good insight on uh, what King Kong is all about here tonight. Once again, congratulations on Saturday night, taking it to the local bunch at East Bay. Uh, a wonderful job, and uh, it's a pleasure to have you on Dirt World tonight, my man. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, buddy. We'll see you. Randy Cordy out of Highland Park, Illinois. This guy, a lot of people don't realize, he's around a long time. He's uh about 43 years old. This guy knows what the story is, and he knows what's going on. Randy Cordy uh, won the, like he said, he won the Creighton Nationals two years ago at East Bay, which is the same weekend as PRI. And uh, last year I was down at there, and he was leading. And like he said, he had a big, comfortable league and lead, and I seen him coming down the front straightaway, and I seen something break in the right front, and he just drove off into the wall. And uh, the guy said next to me, he goes, a lap car wrecked him. I said, a lap car didn't wreck him. Something broke, you know. But he had him covered then. He could have been the two-time and consecutive Creighton Nationals champ. So I'm sure he's looking forward to getting back in victory lane there this year, and I'm sure he's going to be one to beat. Absolutely. All right, as promised, uh, our final interview is just a few seconds Nobody away. check in with us tonight. Well, yeah, we, as a matter of fact, before we go to break, let me tell you who has been with us so far. Say hey to somebody. It's been pretty nice. Of course, uh, our good friends with uh, uh, DNR Racing and Graphics, uh, doing a great job on the show. She's trying to promote the show to everybody. She's spreading the word around about it. Uh, said we're becoming pretty popular. She says keep up the good work. Pretty Thank popular. you, Denise. We love you, honey. She says see you all next week in Volusia. And that's exactly right. November 22nd, uh, we'll talk about that when we come back with Randall Chubb on Dirt World. substitute for quality and experience in the performance industry no one has more experience than the brake man the brake man has been designing high performance solutions for a variety of applications for almost 40 years the current products from the brake man are among the most advanced on the market the tornado calibers are the only calibers in the performance industry to carry a u.s patent number and a new line of pads and rotors the Brakeman Super Brakes are solving brake problems on hard-use vehicles, from police cars to ambulances and a variety of fleet vehicles. So if you're towing a trailer, carrying heavy loads, or just plain want to extend the life and stopping power of your vehicle, it's time to call The Brakeman on the web at thebrakeman.com. Dirt World, you wanted the best. You've got them for a breath. Often imitated, never duplicated. The greatest show on dirt, the advanced auto parts world of outlaws. Billy, I wish you'd put some dirt on something. I don't care what. Just do something for a change. Thank you. This is Doughboy Williams. You're listening, to, you're listening to Joe Dirt and Billy the Kid on Dirt World, on Real Racing USA. Billy, please put dirt on something and get off your butt and do something. Billy. Welcome back to Dirt World. Go take it away, guys. Thank you very much, Jack Smith, and welcome back to Dirt World on RealRacingUSA.com. 
as promised, the winner of the 2008 Blue Grade 100 at, of course, Mike Duvall's famous facility, Woodstock, uh, or Cherokee Speedway, South Carolina. I'll get it right. That's the third to Broadway Gaffey, track. South Carolina. Gaffey, Cherokee South Motor Speedway. There you go. There Is you that go. right? Yeah. That's correct. Really? Yeah, thank you very much. Hey, there's so many tracks, man, and so many people. Are you okay, What can man? I tell you? I'm, I'm fine. And another gentleman that is even better than me, of course, driving the number 22 to a 2008 Blue Gray victory on Sunday at Mike DeBall's racetrack, our good friend Randall. Chuck, Randall, thanks for being with us tonight, sir. Oh, proud to be here. Randall, uh, your, your career, I mean, uh, it's it just, you know, somebody can just go through the uh, archives and just look at all the accomplishments of Randall Chupp. You are certainly one of the uh, state, statesmen of late model racing, and you just kind of uh, capitalized that on Sunday at uh, Duval's place. Uh, just congratulations. Thank you so much. It means a lot to me. Blue Gray 100 being 18th annual is a very prestigious event. I uh, always look forward to having a chance to win it and having to pull it off. No doubt. Um, of course, uh, most familiarly driving for Bob Miller, that number 114, uh, that's the car that you are so familiar in, but uh, uh, developing a relationship now with the number 22, you've had pretty darn good success in that thing this season as well. Yeah, we've uh, we've had a good career. You know, my days with Miller Brothers Cole started out as crew chief for them and uh, eventually got into driving for them about eight years, I guess. We had a long career together. Now I've been uh, I've moved around some, chasing different parts of my career. I shot foreman on a couple of different Bush Grand National teams, and that uh, kind of got me to the Carolinas, and then I got hooked up with Jack Starrett out of Augusta, Georgia, and he provides me really good equipment, and uh, we race hard. Right, so there's no end in sight for the showstopper, is there? No, no, <laughs> definitely not. Not until they put me in the ground, anyway. Good deal, man. Well, speaking of uh, ends in sight, did uh, Mike Duvall officially retire on Sunday? Was there a ceremony and everything? Yes, there was. You know, was, uh, I really have enjoyed being a part of watching Mike Duvall win a tremendous amount of races through my younger days. And, uh, you know, he's definitely a legend, very worthy of the Hall of Fame. And, um, you know, uh, the fans are definitely going to miss him. I know uh, we'll definitely see him around the racetrack still because he's going to continue with his driving school and stuff. And uh, I talked to him personally quite a while on Sunday and, you know, wished him best of luck uh, for his future endeavors. And Mike's always a good friend of mine. No more flints don't fire. That's kind of sad. You know, it is sad and a little known fact. You know who... uh Started that Dick Murphy. Am I right when yep. I say that, Randall? Yes, you are correct. Yeah, that Dickie Murphy. Now he owned that race car, and he kind of came up with that that whole uh, Flintstone fire flyer concept, right? Yeah, they actually did that for the kids because uh, they wanted okay. the kids to get a big kick out of the Flintstone flyer mobile being around. And you know, Mike made it to where a lot of racers dreaded seeing the Flintstone flyer show up in his day. Yeah, uh, as a kid graduating high school, I watched him win. Probably a dozen or more NDRA events during that era, and uh, that was the toughest game in town. <laughs> Man. I don't know what dirt racing is coming to. No more Flintstone Flyer. <laughs> yeah, really. Is uh, I, I'll get out of this deal. I got to a little bit of excitement out of it. Mike's an exciting racer for sure. No doubt, Randall. Uh, we talked about uh, a little bit about your accomplishments and your your long career, but. Uh, there's got to be some that still elude you, man. I mean, you've got your, your favorites, and you've been so close at so many. Talk about the one that uh, that you would feel would pretty much uh, accomplish and achieve pretty much what you want to do in the rest of your late model career. Well, honestly, you know, any time you beat the level of competition that was in the blue-gray 100, it doesn't, uh, doesn't really matter to me, the venue. It doesn't get any tougher than the crowd we raced in on Sunday, and we win our share of them, and... You know, we get our tails kicked our share of times, too, but that doesn't mean we're not going to come back trying harder the next day all the time. That's exactly right. I, I mean, he ran, outran one of the best in the in the country Sunday, Jimmy yeah. Owens. Well, Jimmy Owens was second, correct? He actually was third, Clint Smith from the World Outlaws. Yeah, that's second. right. Cat so so that, hey, that, ain't, that's too, that ain't too bad. Uh, hey, hey, uh, hey, he went there, the Flintstone fly retired, and he won the race. And he beat Clint Smith and Jimmy Owens. People, he had a great day. People will remember this one, Showstopper. Yeah, it definitely doesn't get any better than that. <laughs> I mean, it's a sad day that the Flintstone fly retired, but, I mean, he won the show. He beat Clint Smith. He beat Jimmy Owens. I'm sure there were some good names there. That's right. We all uh, 
we did what we wanted to accomplish. I know uh, exactly. sometimes we don't. This time we did. Well, Randall, let's talk about uh, Sunday afternoon. Of course, uh, you, you know your way around uh, Cherokee. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Uh, talk about the track conditions, where you started, and just exactly what developed in the kind of uh, when you found yourself up front. Cherokee is a very tough, demanding racetrack at high speed. Really, a lot of tire wear involved. Um, out of the whole United States racetrack, I'd say it's probably the number one toughest place on tires. Um, normally, they have a hard time running 75 lap races without blowing out the hardest tires that Hoosier makes, for example. And this time, we had to make it last 100, or we are going to have to come in and go from the tail back to the front. Track conditions were really good for daytime events. You know, dirt tracks uh, aren't really made for daytime events, in my opinion, but you know, being it was a daytime event, they did the best they could with it. Uh, we definitely did our share of passing. I started fourth, and we got the lead fairly early, about lap six or so. Kind of controlled my pace to uh, try to lengthen my tire wear uh, to a maximum without letting anybody get close enough to strike. And I think we lapped well up into the top seven or eight cars, so we were definitely passing cars all day long. And... Um, we had to be careful, try to keep a gap on the competitors, and guard our tire wear at the same time. So it was a very challenging type of race. No doubt, O'Reilly Southern All Star sanctioning this event uh, here for 2008, paying the 10 grand. And of course, you put the Powell Construction Star at trucking number 22 up front. Kind of a little gamble there with the tires, but you made the right choice, Randall. Thank you very much. Yeah, there's a there's a ton of decisions in an event, uh, tire wise, and. You know, luckily this time we brought it through home to span. I think the top four cars finished on the tires they started, and then Ray Cook finished fifth, and he was the first one that had blew a tire out and come in and got a tire, and he was making his way through the field at the end. Yeah, and, and in victory lane, your right rear started to kind of deflate on you. So, <laughs> Yeah, um, you know, I knew for sure that the tires would be primarily slick from lap 70 on. Um, there would be very little tire left, if any. Uh, hopefully just enough to hold air in. And somebody said something to me about the tire going flat in victory lane, and I said, that's the perfect place for it to go flat. <laughs> what, uh, Absolutely. what might be on your schedule for the rest of the year? Are you done now, or is there something else you're going to hit? Or I'm actually packing my bags right now for Phoenix uh, Manzanita Raceway in Phoenix, Arizona, starting oh, nice. tomorrow night. And uh, we'll be running there tomorrow night, Friday night, and Saturday night for Kelly Bowen out of Denver, Colorado. Oh, good deal. We're going to field a two-car effort out there for that deal, and I just signed Kelly on as a new customer to my Wolfpack Racing. Nice. A new rocket dealership and consulting shop here in Troutman, North Carolina. Nice. Very cool. Very cool. Well, Randall, man, a big congratulations. Enjoy that ten grand. Of course, you're going to head out west and uh, make the East Coast proud, will you, sir? I'll sure do my very best. I know you will. Randall Chubb, it has definitely been an honor uh, having you on Dirt World here for a few minutes. We certainly understand how important your time is uh, uh, with the Wolfpack Racing effort. And uh, once again, thank you so much, my man. Really appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you. Good luck right, this weekend, buddy. Thanks a lot. And uh, yeah. hi to all the fans out there. Absolutely. Catch, Catch you later, Randall. All right. Bye-bye. The showstopper, Randall Chuck, now residing in Mooresville, North Carolina. Mooresville. Mooresville, North Carolina. You and I was able to go up there a couple seasons ago for the World Finals. And, of course, that's a whole other story. Nonetheless. That's a whole other program. Yeah. Let me tell you what, man. Randall Chuck, this dude, this ain't his first interview. You know, okay. you stay. Uh, this dude's been around a little bit. You stay uh, Star Right or the. the Star Right Trucking. Yeah. 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 I, that's why I remember he had that car at Golden Isles for the show. Yep. For the Super Bowl of Motorsports this past year, and I believe he made the show almost every night. And uh, Randall Chuck's been around a long time, and you know, picking up the big win on Sunday at Cherokee to be a part of that fame deal when Mike Duvall says goodbye and, and retires, and to win that deal and outrun Clint Smith and outrun Jimmy Owens and basically outrun some of the best in the country. You know, uh, not only was it a sad day, but it turned out to be a great day for Randall Chuck. Absolutely, and it was a great night here on Dirt World. Billy the Kid, thank you very much. Thank you to uh, DNR Racing and at the land checking in with us. We Jack Smith, thank Jack Smith. More than you thank can imagine. Jack Smith. <laughs> more than you can imagine. We thank the patriarch of Carnac uh, and Real Racing USA. Jack, thank you. You're welcome, man. And coming up right after you guys are gone, 
We're going to go to uh, Todd Hutto. We're going to go back in time two days to listen to Todd Hutto talk about this sprint car deal. Very well. Congratulations to, of course, Johnny Collins, 2008 champion. Uh, Mark Whitener, the 2008 National Late Model Series champion. Sprint cars uh, this week, Ocala Speedway. Sprint cars this week. ASCS sprint cars. Sprint cars. That's AS, right. ASCS uh, sprint cars Friday night, Ocala, Saturday night, East Bay. See Matt Tiffany, uh, all your favorites, Kenny Adams. These are alcohol burners, folks. Three It'll be a great show. Probably get around uh, Billy's Little Ocala in about 12 seconds. It'll be a great show. Absolutely. Volusia Speedway Park is back in action on November 22nd with uh, all five divisions. Don't miss a lap of that. That is the Gone Hunting Night. Winners from all those divisions automatically qualify for the PRI Convention Holiday Classic coming up in December. It was a great program tonight, Billy. Doug Horton, thank uh, him, of course, out of Brewston Mills, West Virginia. Thank King Kong, Randy Cordy, checking in out of Highland Park, Illinois, and certainly our good friend now, Randall Chupp, out of Mooresville, North Carolina. It's been a great night on Dirt World. We thank all of you that have listened here on RealRacingUSA.com. For Billy the Kid, I'm Joe Dirt. Go out and get some dirt on your face. Written in